Hello and welcome to episode 232 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where we appreciate alternative entertainment and seek to produce a little of our own every week. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Cam. And we promise you a producer's credit if you check us out weekly on iTunes, where we absolutely require, as a condition for that credit, a favorable review and some stars, or a lot of stars and an unfavorable review. That controversy builds listenership, doesn't it? So, conflicting reviews would be fine too. We appreciate it. Anyway, tonight we are going to be discussing what we kind of termed alternative entertainment. Um, I think this is like uh, sort of off the beaten path shows, shows that aren't necessarily a big, I, I may be describing it wrong guys, but kind of shows with kind of novel premises. Is, is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think like alternative to the mainstream shows, you know, and more, more, more to the point shows on like proprietary channels, like not shows that they just put on those channels after they've already been big hits, but like shows that were just developed just for Netflix or just for Amazon, just for Hulu, uh, sort of the alternative type stuff. And, you know, shows that have like different premises than just the haha laugh track sitcoms we see. Every right. Day. Right. Everybody loves Joe or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then I thought maybe we could talk about, too, whether or not the kind of paywall that goes around a lot of them uh, ends up costing them some some viewers, you know, or yeah. whether paying viewers anyway. So, yeah, that, that should be an interesting discussion. First, though, of course, we always start off episodes in our usual fashion, no paywall here, to get a glimpse into our lives with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. And uh, I'll go first. I don't remember who went first last week but i know it wasn't me so i'll go first i have been really busy and haven't had time for too many geeky pursuits uh, i don't actually i don't want to say i have nothing to report i did start watching westworld on hbo have you guys caught that yet yes not a fan so far i was really excited about it and i'm not i don't know it's just kind of been boring me like i've watched it but it's like nothing <laughs> that was just like ah, nothing grabbed me you know what i mean Waiting for it to pick up. Yeah, it seems like it's maybe it's uh, yeah maybe it's just you know it's got to start out somewhere I guess but I don't know. What about you, Brian? I, I think the premise is like the coolest thing going yeah. for it right now. Like I was really excited to check it out, and I mean I'm still on board, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like I, two guys walked in and one's really goody two shoes and one shoots shit up and. Uh, all right, I, I guess that's kind of a story, and I, I, I don't know. Like, is it gonna? Is it gonna? It's very episodic so far, and I'm not loving that. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But I love the idea of like human Jurassic Park. Oh, I mean, the idea is amazing, and like the actors they have are amazing. Like, I was, I'm like, a hundred percent wanting to love it. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, I think that says a lot though about the fact that. I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm looking forward to seeing more, put it that way. Uh, apart from that, oh, I think there was a, oh, have you guys heard of a, a show, a kind of technology-based show called Halt and Catch Fire? Yeah. No. 
supposedly Kim, I thought you recommended that. That wasn't one of your catches? Halt and Catch Fire? No. Wow. I, I totally, all this time I've been watching it, I thought you, like, <laughs> recommended it. No. That's what I'm seriously considering after uh, a friend of mine who's also my coworker and someone who's uh, who I trust pretty pretty much when it comes to entertainment highly recommended it. I, he mentioned it, and I'm like, where have I heard the term Halt and Catch Fire before? But it was like some joke like that got passed around for like a, I don't know, almost like a cultural meme or, or what have you that got passed around uh, just in certain circles I was in in my youth and growing up, like a mythical command that like, you know, somebody without access could invoke to like basically <laughs> cause a system to just literally burn. Um, you know, I don't think it was never taken with a uh, any level of seriousness, but given in my industry that like all of the uh, measures that are put in place to keep me from wreaking havoc now, like for instance, I'm not allowed to necessarily access systems that uh, or that I'm the most qualified to access because they don't, because of new regulations, they don't want me in there tinkering and messing around. Um, I, I think there is a fear of such a command existing <laughs> that, that I can invoke, but um, the show anyway, isn't, isn't centered on that. It's, it's centered on, I guess, technology, technology as it develops through the decades and comedy ensues, I think. Brian, have you seen it? I've caught, like, I think the one running right now is season three. Mm-hmm. So I've caught some episodes of that, but I, I'm not, I haven't been able to backfill at all. Okay. Is it is it funny or just interesting, the show? Uh, more interesting. I mean, okay. there's certainly, like, you know, wittiness, but I wouldn't call it a comedy or anything. Okay. Like, so wittiness ensues, not comedy. Okay. Is it is it like a, like an IT crowd type show? No, it's yeah. kind of like Mad Men for like Apple. Yeah, like techie, uh, techie stuff. So like a not funny Silicon Valley, maybe. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But it's not funny. Is it like dramatic or is it like sat- satiric? I think it's like a drama, but it is kind of funny. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. zany shit happened. But there's there's a lot, you know, there's like suspense, like, oh, they're going to sue us and oh, you're going to get fired and... It's oh. it's definitely like focuses on that. It's a dark comedy. Dark comedy. You yeah yeah, yeah maybe. Okay. Anyway, maybe maybe checking that out. And Cam, uh, you should try it because alternate universe Cam loved it. <laughs> yeah, hey, I might as well, right? I might as well give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, apart from that, I because I'm a loyal Gears of War fan, I was invited to download a pack of some sort for skins or something for Gears of War 4. I do not yet own Gears of War 4, but when I do, I will take advantage of that pack that I downloaded for having played the other three games. That's funny you bring that up, Tom. I just, uh, you know, BGG Con is coming up, and every year they have the uh, they have this virtual flea market where literally there's like seven or 8,000 games posted. And people can just go on and buy them. And then they have like a meetup at the con where you can just, you know, so you go on and someone's offering a game. So that way you just basically you just save on shipping. So if someone has a game, they post it on there. You can, you know, haggle with them. You buy it and then you meet everyone meets up at one place at the con. And I just picked up the Gears of War board game. Oh, nice. Oh, I'll play that with you. Well, not not picked it up, but I uh, it's mine. I just got to, you know, pick it up when I get to the con next month. Oh, man, I'm going to come to game night so I can play that. Gears of War is one of my favorite franchises, actually. I have a lot of good memories, like me, like, like me and my little brother playing. Like we played through like all of them. Yeah, they're 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 uh, they're mindless fun, but they're fun. 
because he because he's like the run and gun halo call of duty oh, yeah. type guy and i'm more of the campaign type guy you know what i mean like peace like open world i love to just go and explore and play and fallout 4 type kind of yep. games you know and so anything with a campaign that he and i like two-player campaign like we would play together so it's fond memories of that evidently gear supports five player um i, I don't know if that's five player co-op or not i hope it is but, uh, but I know I, I did a story on the newest gears, isn't it? Like, don't they have like those like hipster gears now? It's their kids, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was really worried about that until I saw the trailer, and it's definitely like an older Marcus Phoenix referencing his son. So I'm like, okay, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was like they were like hipster gears. Yeah, I wasn't into that. We we discussed this on a previous show. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember I, I was excited for it to come out, and then I saw the pictures, and I was like, "What is this? Yeah, what is this lame crap?" No, Square <laughs> Enix's uh, Gears of War. <laughs> Squeenix. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I I may be playing that soon. I will report back if I get it. They're using a giant worm. <sighs> <laughs> so good. Anyway, that's it for my update. So, Brian, why don't you go next? So, I, I'm a little shocked, disappointed. I'm not. I'm not sure what to call it, Tom. You, you're not like gearing up for the VR, like like launches. I think tomorrow. Oh, the the Sony VR. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Not really. I'm just not like. I, well, it's weird, right? I'm normally the first guy in line. I'm just not. Uh... I got. I, I've played it enough. Like I'm impressed by it, but I'm not excited enough about it to get it. So I have been like back and forth, kind of debating it, because on on one hand, I I don't know. Like I have this big comfy man cave couch, and I I don't really want to like move it back twenty feet and then stand there like a doofus with glowing dildos in each hand. <laughs> like that does not appeal to me whatsoever. <laughs> But I I guess you can use just a controller for some. Yeah, you're not necessarily you don't necessarily have to use the glowing dildos, and you don't necessarily have to stand. That appeals to me a lot more because I I, I love the idea of being in the world. I don't know I, I don't I don't like the idea of like swinging at shit around my house and knocking stuff over, and I just feel like too doofy for that. So I I've actually been reading a lot lately about PlayStation VR confirming that you can just use the the controller cuz everybody says like you have to have the camera and that the move is bundled with it but they don't they don't state you actually need the move yeah you need the camera obviously for for some tracking i think even for the controller but it, well, i don't know if it doesn't I think the camera's required, but yeah, the move, some games may require it. I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that. Honestly, if for no other reason than, uh, battlefield has the, like the, the DLC, the VR DLC. Ooh. Have you seen that? No, does it look pretty awesome or? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks pretty damn killer and it is a flying mission in battlefield designed for the, the VR like specifically specially designed for PlayStation VR. That sounds pretty killer, man. Wow, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm, it really does. You gotta let me come over and play this if you get it. I uh, I I might. Yeah, I mean, I might get it out. Of course, <laughs> I'll let you come over if I did. Appreciate that. Actually, kind of reading on that, I spent some time on Sony's PlayStation website, 
and uh, th- this isn't something I did so much, but it's something I really recommend uh, for PlayStation Plus members this this month, uh, October. Transformers Devastation is one of the free games. Oh, that game! If you liked Transformers when you were a kid, you should really truly well. If you're my age and liked Transformers when you were a kid, it's cell shaded, and it's like kind of like the original cast. So it is exactly like playing an episode of like G1 Transformers. That's free on on PlayStation Plus. It is free this month to subscribers. It's called yeah. Gold. What, what is it? And I mean, I I paid forty bucks for it a couple of months ago, and I thought it was totally worth it. Not a sixty dollar game. But if for free, you'd be an idiot not to check it out. I'm going to check it out. That's awesome. I'm going to set that to download as soon as I remember how to turn on my PS4. <laughs> I hesitate to call it realistic, but like realistic, controllable Optimus Prime. Like it, it looks just like the cartoon looked, which is as realistic as Transformers can get, I guess. Nice. Yeah. I want to totally play. Totally cool. I want to play the cartoon. That sounds awesome. And oh. Finally, I, I'm. This is bittersweet. Um, Tom might be interested in this. I doubt. Uh, Cam, you don't care. Uh, the Darth Vader comic book line came to an end this week. Oh no, really? Uh, issue twenty five came out today, and they kind of like wrapped everything up. I really enjoyed the the Vader stories, so I kind of didn't want it to end, and. I don't know, like, I'm kind of bummed about what they're replacing it with. Uh, Dr. Afra is getting her own story. Oh. I don't know, like, I didn't, I did not click with that character. She's kind of homicidal. I, I didn't <laughs> like that too much. I, I'm, like, pretty far behind on the reading of the Vader comics, and so far I like her. But she seems like kind of a mischievous, like, sidekick so far. She hasn't become, like, a homicidal nut job. As you as you seem to be describing her, does she get pretty bad? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like I'm comparing her to Darth Vader, and somehow she comes across as worse. Like I, I don't know. Maybe it's just nostalgia. Like I, I, I have for Darth Vader because he obviously killed a shitload of people. Younglings, he killed younglings. But she, I don't know. She seems to be like unhinged. Like, I, I never really cared for the bounty hunters too much, and she just seems to be, like, one of the scum and villain types. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to enjoy reading that. They they might have actually... I mean, Darth Vader's over, so they didn't really lose a subscriber, but I might not be able to continue. Well, I will... Um, hmm. So, when is the... Is it a new Afro book that's starting now, or...? They're they're skipping a bit. I think her, she debuts in December. Okay, so I guess two a month off. Man, I got to catch up on my reading. I went and picked up my latest round of books, and uh, I'm way behind. I can see how she's popular, and I mean, I think BT's going with her, and I can't pronounce his name, but Black Wookie's going with her, and uh, the killer c-3po is going with her <laughs> yes so it's a neat little kind of ensemble cast but i all of those characters were kind of jerks 
Yeah, I didn't know there were evil Wookiees until I met Black Kladra or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah. Is that um is that the one that had like a hundred and ninety six different covers or whatever? The the, the Darth Vader one? The, the the one where Afra debuts is the one where like the covers are like the the original covers like impossible to get. No, I mean like Darth Vader number one though. Is that the, oh. is that is that the series that had like a million different covers? Like, it's uh, not one of the worst offenders, but yeah, it probably had like, I'd, I'd say 10, 20 different covers. I mean, you're not even joking. Some of them have had like 50, 60 covers. That's what I'm saying. There's one we talked about where it was like a hundred and something covers, like something ridiculous. I don't think that where was a Star had, like, Wars book. Old school rap covers and everything even. like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shitty thing about Star Wars is the Darth Vader where she debuts, it's, it is a really cool cover. And like, I just wanted every like every new edition that came out with another stupid color. Oh, so dumb. And I mean, it her her like first appearance was was a big thing. So every one of those covers sold well. So poor Tom got screwed with premium for each one. It sucked, but I did I did get what I needed finally. So yeah, didn't you get some like Amazon third party sellers? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that reminds me. Yeah, that was a whole saga where like I ordered the you know first edition white cover, and they sent me like another one. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> like I was so irritated. Um, but I ended up getting it. I think at Tate's or someplace. Ooh, which I'm not sure if you're done with your update yet, Brian. But I have an I have a a bit of digress, I guess. Uh, back to my. Take it away. Update, yeah, just really quick. I did check out, finally, speaking of comics, Lauderdale Comics, which is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hmm. And my hometown. And Bubble Tea Bar. Yeah, and Bubble Tea Bar, which was, of course, when we go there, there's like some uh, renovations going on, so it wasn't open. But um, that place is awesome. I I really like that that whole concept. Kind of uh, a concept we kicked around for quite a while. Yeah, That's that's a smart way to go. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And so uh, if you want a, if you want an experience and not just a comic shop, definitely check that place out. It is, I am really impressed with how clean it is and how well laid out it is. Really cool. Well, it's also like three months old. So don't, (laughs) don't get too comfortable with that cleanliness just yet. I don't know, man. They put a lot into the, like the, just having that metallic look all through it. So I doubt they're going to let it get, uh, get dingy. It'll smell like a subway in a few months, oh, no matter how clean it is, uh, no matter how shiny. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I guess it depends on the on how healthy the gaming crew is there. But uh, anyway, sorry to sorry to hijack anything else from you, Brian. No. All right, Cam, over to you. You've been eating some subway. Oh, uh, not a fan, not a fan. But uh, I think I think that was more of a train subway reference wasn't it <laughs> yeah oh, oh oh no i thought yeah. wow you you bet although, so, although lunch meats will make sense as well <laughs> do, you, do you know something like I, I hate like that like brought in cheap food uh smell is something that a lot of stores get so i assume like you bet just like cheap ass gamers bringing in like the subway sandwiches to eat no, it works both apply yeah <laughs> uh man um just been doing a lot of stuff around the house um you know we had the hurricane last week thank goodness nothing really too terrible happened to my place down here but i had some rental properties in orlando and there was some damage there so i'm just trying to deal with uh getting that stuff sorted out had some you know fence damage and trees and uh patio got wrecked a little bit and things like that on one of my places so 
uh, dealing with that. Um, but thank God, like I said, I mean, I'm, I, I consider myself lucky compared to all the pictures I've seen, uh, I've seen on TV. Um, as a matter of fact, Allison Hayslip, our good friend of the show, just posted on, I think, Instagram today. Uh, her parents ha- have a house in North Carolina, I believe, Hilton Head. Is that South Carolina? South Carolina. And um, she posted on Instagram a picture of her parents' house where, like, a whole tree uprooted and, like, fell on a whole room of, of their house. Oh, Lord. And basically demolished that room. So, like, the house is, well, at least that part of the house is trash. So, you know, uh, hope that works out for her parents. You know, and I'm sure they have insurance and all that. But still, you know, it's, that's tough to go through. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just doing stuff around the, It prompted some stuff that needs to get done around my house anyway. Like, uh, I'm getting my house painted. I'm putting in some new closets uh you know my companion had moved in in the last few months and you gotta you know she's giving it a woman's touch so you know how that is so that's just non-geeky i guess that's real life sort of thing um been doing a lot of reading as well uh sort of in line uh, brian uh i know i wanted to ask you this but i just waited till my update um i read the two chuck wendig books that have come out so far aftermath and then aftermath life debt life debt mm-hmm. um I'm wondering, well, I don't know if you've read them, but if you have or you have not, then I'm wondering how much they tie in with the comics and how much both of those tie in with the movies. Because I know Aftermath and then Aftermath Life Debt, and then the third one's coming out soon, are supposed to be like leading up, like prequels basically, in between episode six and episode seven. Um, And so I'm wondering where those lie in relation to the comics that you've been reading most of the comics take place before four. So comics are kind uh, of like three to four books are kind of like six to seven. Gotcha. I, gotcha. I do believe like some of the Imperial officers are still around and things like that. Some, some character crossover, but not a lot of the major players. Yeah. Like I doubt the, Afra is going to be in any of the books or anything. Yeah. Cause in the books, there's like a lot of new characters. I mean, there's like, you know, you, you get Han here and there. You get uh, haven't had Luke yet. I don't think I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But like, you know, they're, they're, some of the major players are there, but even they are not like really the central focus. Uh, most of the central focus of the books are on like just I think new characters or maybe characters that were in the EU that have sort of been incorporated. Um, but I like them. They're, 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 they're they've been good so far. I know they got a little you know, some, some, some poor critical reception in certain areas, but I, I think they're, I think they're, they, I mean, I read a lot and I think they're, they're, they've been some of the best books I've read lately. I think people kind of forgot that like star Wars is not literature. <laughs> it's true. I can't believe anybody would ridicule or in any way give anything, but the highest uh, <laughs> marks to the, the creative endeavors of our favorite guest ever next to Allison. Uh, parallel to Allison, let's say. Mr. Wendig, yeah. Mr. Wendig, yeah. Who needs to come on our show, God? You know, just yeah, saying. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, a, a, a Star Wars nerd, uh, you know, criticize something? When does yeah. that ever happen? You know <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> They're not known okay. to be opinionated or anything, are they? Right, exactly. Um, so I, I, I read those uh, last week. I read um, this book. Um, well, it, there, there's a guy by the name of Justin Cronin. He wrote a book called The Passage, which I read a while back. And I read the sequel this week called, um, it's called The Twelve, which is basically a sequel to The Passage. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that, that's a really good book. 
Um, and I read, uh, well, I'm in the middle of rereading uh, Ready Player One. Oh, nice. I, I, I don't know why. It just sort of popped up on my overdrive, like as a recommendation. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me, I'll do that again, you know? And uh, it actually brought up, like, what you were talking about, Brian, uh, the, the, the VR sort of thing. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like VR right now still to me just, just feels like a fad, you know? It's been around for so long. Like, I can remember even, like, in high school going to, like, the mall and they had, like, those big VR things that you could go step in and, like, they, you know, they had the big... <laughs> you remember those? And, like, so it's been around a long time and I'm still waiting for it to be, like, on the TV, like, like how it is on TV or how it is on, you know, Black Mirror or some of the shows that we're going to talk about today. Like, it's... I don't know. Until it's, like, something that's pretty amazing, I feel like I'm not going to throw my money at it. I, I really have spent a lot of time thinking about it this week. And they got to get the peripherals. They got to get the peripherals right. Because I I, seriously, I I make fun of the PlayStation Move, but I feel like a goof, even with a rifle or something like that, stalking around my room like this. (laughs) Like, I I don't want that. Like, that's... Believe it or not, that would take me out of the immersion. So you would want something like, like in Ready Player One where, like, Wade is, like, sitting in, like, the rig, basically, and you just, you're just, you're, you're not, so do you want to be motionless, like, or do you want to, I don't know, how, you how know, do you want I, it to be? I think, at least for the immediacy, because I, I would like a rig, and you, you know, you, you are, are just, like, floating there, and, and don't need peripherals whatsoever, like, you know, but in, until we get there, I really think that, I, I could use the keyboard and the mouse without seeing it intuitively. And I, I really think a controller in my hand. I mean, when, when I think about all the first person shooters that we've no doubt played, like just, just encompass me in that. I don't, I don't want to like get up and walk around or anything like that. Like my hands are going to know what to do without me looking at them. That's probably the best way yeah. for me right now. I mean, I want Minority Report where you can just, you know, touch images in the... I guess that's more AR, though, isn't it? Mm. I think I just like AR better. It just sort of raises the question of, like, okay, so if you need to get from point A to point B, are you just, like, clicking something, like, okay, now I'm walking? You know, are you just pushing something in the air, or are you actually, like, on a treadmill and walking? Or, or like, is that what experience do you want? I guess I could probably set it up either way, right, depending on your preference. I've seen both. So some of the demos I played, like a PAX, where you teleport around to move. So, you know, you, you're standing, but you teleport to move from place to place. Some of them, you really didn't move. You were just, like, fending off waves of enemies with, like, two two guns in your hands, which was also kind of neat. Um, but there was one I didn't get to play, but it had a full-on, like, you were in this, like, rig. And, like, you were walking, and it was resisting you and stuff like that. I don't see that for a home application, which... Again, I bring up as uh, probably evidence for the need for a virtual reality arcade for that kind of like hyper immersive experience, at least for now. See, I'd want like an omnidirectional like treadmill. Yeah. Because I, I, I'd want to be able to turn it on and be able to like run to a specific location or if I'm running gunning or whatever, like I'd want to be able to like move and, you know, but I mean that like technology so that you're not like tripping over yourself or so that you can, you can do that within like a three foot area is probably up ways off. I would think. Yeah. I, that's what I observed at PAX. There were such rigs, like it was an omnidirectional thing and you're inside a ring and you like have your feet on these little, like, you know, they look like a, 
like yeah like treadmill or, or like kind of stair steppery type things right. and it do, it gives you that sense but yeah i don't know how you know i don't want to i don't want to downplay it or naysay it i'm just not sure how practical that is i mean that's probably like five six thousand dollars right oh, sure yeah 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 that's that's yeah that's the barrier yeah, but I mean, the idea would be eventually it would be cheap enough that everyone could afford it. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean, that's what I would want. I would want something where like, if I, you know, I, if I wanted to be active and I wanted to burn calories and I wanted to, you know, do something where I was like, not just sitting like sedentary in a rig, um, I could do that. Or if I wanted to just switch it off and then sit in a, sit in a chair and, you know, lay back and sort of let it happen, then I could do that too. I, I want the flexibility, I feel like. I think Tom may be onto something with the with the location based because I feel a lot better about like acting goofy or whatever if I went somewhere mm -hmm. to do it and this was the space to do it. If I went to a holodeck, like I would want you know actually move around and walk and everything. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I spent all this money on like sitting in front of my television and now they want me not to. Like <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so Ready Player One, I read that, and um, pretty pretty good book. Uh, I also read The Other Side of Midnight, which is not really a geeky book. It's just sort of like a old school World War II story, but that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of reading this week. I don't, I don't know what it was. but um, And then, um, yeah, that's it. Just gearing up for our big, uh, uh, you know, we're making the preparations for our Rogue One uh, viewing party. Uh, which is coming up uh, in December. Um, gearing up for a big holiday party, Halloween party here at my house. So that's exciting. You guys are, of course, invited. Not the listeners, you guys. <laughs> Brian, 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 <laughs> <and> Tom. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just that, that's been my week. Awesome. Again, I hear about this this Rogue One viewing event. I'm just, I'm just not sure what's going on. And party. Just... Yeah, yeah we, should probably, we should probably put that on our Facebook page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, Cam, yeah. have you tried Amazon Reading Prime yet? Oh, like the reading the books through Amazon? Like the Kindle shit? Like like e-reader books? Or what do you kind mean? of. It is not Kindle Unlimited, which I think is kind of a mistake. But now they are including in Amazon Prime like a shit ton of books and magazine subscriptions. Which, yes, you can read through Kindle. I think you can just read it on the webpage, too. But Yeah, I don't even have a Kindle, but I mean, I have an iPad. So, I mean, if I could do it through that, that would be fine. But yeah, I got I know I have not checked it out because I, I typically just use Overdrive. And Overdrive, like, I have such a, a long queue of things already in my Overdrive. It's like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, there's like four yeah. books that I'm like, Overdrive, like, it, <laughs> it's like beat the clock because like they give you 21 days, which seems like a lot of time. But when like, if you like are on hold for something, it automatically downloads it when you're like, when the person that has it before you like gives it up, I guess when it's available, which is, yeah, which is weird because like they're all either audiobooks or e-reader books. And I guess maybe they only have a certain amount of licenses maybe. Yeah. That's because it. I, would, I feel like if you, if you wanted that, you could just get, give it to everyone. You know what I mean? But like, I guess they only have a certain amount of licenses. So you, you know, you have to stand in line if you want to read certain books or whatever. And so once they download to your device, like you have to either watch them or get back in line. And if I just waited for like a month for a book, I'm like trying to get it done as soon as possible. So that leads to a big stack, you know, a big queue. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Especially if there's like, if there's comics, right? Are, are there comics on there or just magazines? 
they said magazines and books, and I, I checked out some. I mean, I don't care about magazines at all, but I checked That's out some of the books, and I, I don't, I don't think I looked for comics. I didn't even think about that actually. Yeah, I mean, some, if there's some graphic novels or something on there, probably some graphic novels. Yeah, you could just yeah. get uh, Marvel Unlimited or whatever. So, <laughs> if you wanted comics, Overdrive's awesome because it's not just it's like e-reader, it's e-readers, it's audiobooks, it's like even like like movies and TV shows, like you know, because you can go to like to the library and rent videos or yeah, dvds yeah you know what i mean so they have they have like online movies and tv shows and stuff as well overdrive is completely free too isn't it 100 percent free yeah i mean wow. well, not yeah. free i mean it's your, your tax dollars obviously but like yeah it's you just need a library card oh wait oh i was i was just gonna say this sounds like checking out stuff from your library so wait if i just get a brow uh, a county library card i i can use that oh that's awesome i had no idea yeah, you just go to your library, get the library card, and then you go to you download the OverDrive app, and then you just put your library card number in there, and oh. you can like basically check out like up to ten things That's at one time. Kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. And you're like patronizing the library system, so that's that's yeah, normal. exactly, nice. exactly. So I mean, God forbid that like I walk the like half a mile it is from my house to the library <laughs> no no <laughs> but whatever you know let's not be rash <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about like vr with treadmills and shit i can just walk to <laughs> oh god real life yeah <laughs> wow that's my update awesome man that sounds like a pretty full week and a pretty full round of updates um normally this is where we would transition straight into the news extravaganza, but I hope you guys will permit me a moment to discuss a little show feedback we got awesome. during it. our feedback frenzy, <laughs> as I'm calling yeah. it. Um, <laughs> right. We actually last week were discussing what uh, when we were discussing um, Boeing's kind of entry into this commercial space uh, exploration business. We were discussing, you know, we were saying, well, well, Boeing's synonymous with with commercial flight. So, you know, who do you, what are the names you think of? And I came up with Boeing and Airbus and we were hard pressed to come up with any others. But uh, listener Tim volunteered that uh, there are a couple other producers. Embraer, have you heard of them? I have. Uh, I, not. I, I may have heard of them when I was in the Air Force or I may have heard of them because I flew them on like smaller aircraft, like regional craft. But Embraer, I think that's how you pronounce it, and ATR, who um, I don't know what that stands for, but that's another that's another producer of aircraft. It was McDonnell Douglas too, right? Isn't that one of them? Or are they still in business? Well, see, I think so. Like the last plane I remember flying on, there was a McDonnell Douglas plane, was an MD eleven, which I think has been around in service for quite a while. I don't know if they got folded into somebody else or not. And is it Airbus like a brand or a company? Yeah, yeah. They're, or, or, or is that a type of plane? They, they are the European Boeing, essentially, heavily subsidized by, well, you could argue Boeing is as well. But yeah, they're essentially Europe's answer to Boeing. And they sell, they have, I think they currently have the largest production uh, airplane. The new, the new Dreamliner by Boeing isn't actually larger. It's just like better. Um, I think the largest Airbus is bigger than the largest Boeing airplane right now. Nice. Since size matters. <laughs> but yes, well, thank, thank you, Tim, for that awesome feedback. Yeah, <laughs> always like always like to keep uh, abreast of the. Uh, I'm actually am fascinated by the aviation industry, um, having kind of touched on it a little bit when I was in the Air Force. So, uh, my dad was a my dad's an engineer, and for a while he was in the aerospace engine uh, industry. He worked for a company called BE Aerospace, and they did like uh, 
they would like retrofit like planes that really rich people bought. So like if a, some sultan or whatever bought a 747, they would like put in the gold toilets and all the water beds and like whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? So like, and my dad was like an FAA like expert in the, you know, whatever the guidelines. So like if they want to put in this kind of like bed, like it has to be to these kind of specs or whatever. And that would be his job. So, I mean, the stories he told me about some of these planes that these rich people had were amazing. I thought you were going to tell me like they would put new engines in them or something, not waterbeds and gold toilets. No, they, they were like <laughs> that matters, like, Tom. Yeah, they were really like out, literally outfitting like things for like sultans and like, you oh know. Oh my God. Super billionaires. Having your own like massive jet like that must just be incredible. Yeah. I mean, just the cost though. It's crazy. Just, I mean, no, not just <sighs> buy. It's not even buying it. It's, it's operating the, the, it. Yeah, the operating and maintenance is ridiculous. The right. fuel itself, you know what I mean? I mean, if you're if you're Iron Maiden, you, your singer just, like, learns how to fly it, then that saves you the pilot costs, but... Yeah, or John Travolta, he just flies it to his house in Ocala or wherever the hell he lives. He flies it to... Yeah, he literally, like, has, like, the, he lives in a community where they have, like, a runway, and you can just, like, land your plane. Yeah, yeah, which I think is awesome, by the way. Yeah. He flies it for secret rendezvous with his... Uh, his boyfriend who doesn't exist supposedly allegedly allegedly <laughs> yeah. i think i mean i think they pretty much have photos of him making out with this guy at this point can, can we just Do stop really? yeah i think so oh i don't know Alle- <laughs> we'll keep the allegedly uh yeah allegedly i will allegedly yeah. i'll send you an, an alleged photo when we're off the air so as not to uh bring bring travolta down on us john travolta if you are gay i think i do not think any less of you you're a fine actor just, and, uh, if, and if you're not, that's cool too. And yeah. Scientology, you can be both. And Scientology, if that's what you like, that's great too, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just you know, make good movies. You, you and Tom Cruise. I actually don't care what you do in, in your own personal time. Battlefield Earth Two. It should come out soon. Unless please. you do that, and then I hate you. <laughs> I love that movie. I want a sequel. <laughs> you love that movie, Brian? That movie's so much fun, man. It's so bad, it's so good. Right? The friendly bartender. <laughs> That cow, that cow. <laughs> I'm a great shot. Watch, <laughs> shoots a knee off a cow. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh man! Yeah, I, saw, I saw something on Facebook where you can like hug a cow. Did you guys oh, see that? That's nice. No, like cuddle with a cow. Yeah, oh, whatever. Sorry. Wait, like you go to a place and they offer cow cuddling, or I don't understand. It's, yeah, I, I don't. I didn't like click the link, but it was just like you know, we like, like scroll through and it just it's playing, but with no sound. It was just like yeah, now you can like cuddle with a cow. That's totally a pita like front <laughs> to get you to be like a vegan. So I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Now yeah, you. So I, I, I don't want to click on it and get on their mailing list. I think. Cuddle me. Don't don't put cheese on me and eat me. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, thanks Tim. We appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the feedback. And then that bring that now brings us to the new extravaganza. Yeah, and speaking of bad movie sequels, this one's for Brian. Um, so John Wick Two is not even out yet, and they've already confirmed John Wick Three. I love those, dude. I don't know how you're not excited. <laughs> I know, you love it. Is that no, look? I, I'm a huge. I love Keanu Reeves. That guy gets okay. reamed for for everything, but. He, to me, he's awesome. Um, so good for him. That's awesome. Just I, I don't know. I just thought John Wick 1 was kind of cheesy. Why don't people like Keanu Reeves? There is hatred for him, but why? He's never done anything that... I mean, he's been in some stuff I didn't care for, but... That's what I'm saying. They say he's a terrible actor, but I, he's been a great movie. The guy makes hits, you know? I mean, like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, just if you would have just only done that, I, I mean, I, I would love the guy. But, I mean, the Matrix movies, uh, was it Point Break... 
um, Speed. Speed. I mean, the, the guy's done so many good movies. I don't understand why I don't like why you get such a bad. Rap. I actually like Johnny Mnemonic too, and people hate that yeah. movie too. I thought that was good. <laughs> I, mean, I could have done without the talking porpoise, but <laughs> <laughs> I always get him confused with like uh, uh, Sequest DSV. I always think there's like a talking dolphin in that one too, but I might be wrong. That was like a talking whale, I think, wasn't it, or a, a, a telepathic some sort of. It might have been a might have been a manatee. I don't know. <laughs> that kid, that kid killed himself. The main kid. Oh, did he? The actor, yeah, the, kid, the blonde kid. Yeah, that that kid committed suicide. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I should look up his name. It's kind of shitty you saying that kid. No, I, but he was like a he was like a thing in the '90s. I, I remember. Oh, that. he was a huge. He was in uh, like I think Ladybugs with Ro- Rodney Dangerfield, wasn't he? Oh, wasn't that when he was in charge of like a Girl Scout troop or something? No, they like Ronnie Dangerfield like dressed him up as a girl to like win. Oh God, the, the, like, <laughs> that might have I mean? that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> he was so so upset about that role. He's just like has nightmares. You're a wonderful girl. <laughs> just like Ronnie Ronnie Dangerfield. Jonathan Brandis, that was his name. Man. He, he yeah he, he killed himself. Yeah, that's a shame. Which sucks, man. He was in a lot. Like he was like the It Kid in in, in the nineties. I mean, yeah. I wonder like, if that had anything to no, do with it. Literally, the It Kid. He was in It. Oh, oh, oh he was in <laughs> it. I'm like literally the It Kid. <laughs> he was in uh, Never Ending Story two. Kind of a stinker. Uh, yeah, that was bad. Um, he was in Sidekicks with fuck. With, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chuck Norris. Oh, he was in Sidekicks. Oh my god! Yes, holy yeah. crap! With Chuck Norris, look at—he was in a lot of freaking good movies. Why, back then. uh, man? I Ghost, wonder... Ghost Dad with, uh, with with the rapist allegedly. Oh, uh, are you Mr. serious, <laughs> Mister? Uh, what's his name? The, the Cosby Huxtable. Huxtable. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Hugs Gabriel's a- Gabriel's fire with uh, more not Morgan Freeman. Uh, What's his name? The voice of uh, Vader. Uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah. He's in a lot of good movies. Mm. Too bad. Yeah. Well, sorry, buddy. But yeah, so him and the talking manatee or whatever, uh, I'm sure, are in that sea world in heaven. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So so speaking of uh, weirdos, uh, President Obama has committed, even though he's only got like one month left in office, he's committed to colonizing Mars by the 20, by basically by 2030. Nice. In the, in the 2030s. I like it. He penned some op-ed for CNN and he laid out a plan for people to be in Mars by the mid 2030s. Great. Now all we have to, I I mean, it's easy to write that down, but I don't know what he's done in his presidency to advance that. I I mean, he's, I think he's been a friend to NASA to the extent that he could be. And he's, he's, he's definitely been in favor of their unmanned missions, which are paving the way. Right. Yeah, I guess I, I will take this opportunity. I joke about this a lot and, and I don't, I don't get a chance to do it on air. He, Obama has advanced battery technology like more than anyone realizes really like yeah he'll go down in history as like the battery president hmm. how, how so- i think it's like one fifth the size and five times the the dur- uh duration now or something like that than when he started oh but did like he- did he did he do something to do that or just that yeah no no no, no. he seriously like natural like he created um grants and things like that like you focus on batteries hmm. nice which I'm sure will help on the way to Mars, and and with sure. storing solar power and stuff like that. So, 
Nice. Well, did you, did you see? I should have brought this up for the news, but I I saw it like a few days ago and then I totally forgot. But there there's like this new solar paneling now that's completely transparent. Have you seen that? No. You oh, it's like a window. Awesome. Or? Yeah, I mean, literally looks just like a window, but it powers. It can power your house. So like basically, you just put in windows, and that is powering your house. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm still very early stages, I think, but like it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. That's yeah, badass. I just want to say this. Given you know the, the, the upcoming election, I'm I really took Obama for granted. I'm seriously gonna miss him. Like, yeah, we should just do third term. Yeah, seriously. Like, can we just do that just this one time? Uh, sorry, Cam. Go on. No worries. Um, <laughs> speaking of space, uh, the new Rogue One poster was revealed today. Did you guys see that? I did. Oh not. my god, that's badass. Yeah, it's got like the it's got Vader in the background or the Vader's helmet in the background. It's pretty. Cool. It's got Obama and the, and the Death Star. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Obama. It's got Obama with a battery. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, apparently tomorrow a new trailer is coming out. Ooh, nice. Oh, I have not watched any of the trailers, so I don't, I, I'm not going to watch that one either. But uh, I did yeah, look, I did see the poster. I saw the first one and tried not to watch the, the second one. And uh... they make good trailers, though. They're not going to give away a whole lot. Like I feel you're pretty safe there. Yeah. I just like to just go in. Just I just want to go. I feel like it's so close. It's only like two months. Two away. months, man. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's so close. I just I blocked everything out so far. I just want to just go in. And just watch. <laughs> Hell yeah, Cam. I hope I hope we go see that together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we might. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, us and you know forty or so other friends, uh, and hopefully some of our listeners. Um, the, I guess so. This week, my my sort of recommendation for everyone to watch is Gotham. Have you guys watched, have you guys seen that show? No, is it good? It's really good, man. I really enjoy it. Like DC, um, their TV shows, like knock it out of the, as bad as their movies are. Well, not as bad. I mean, we've talked about it. I don't think they're that bad, but um, they are knocking it out of the park with their TV shows. I think um, Gotham is awesome. And this week they introduced um, Jervis Tetch, who's like the Mad Hatter. Okay. And right. uh, his, his, they introduced his character. They've already introduced like a bunch of awesome characters like Penguin and whatever. But uh, Jervis Tetch is awesome. He's really cool. He's super scary, super creepy. The whole like, I, I just love the whole vibe of the show. Like, so, I mean, if you haven't seen that, I would check it out on Netflix or on, on demand. It's, it's, it's a great show. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I've heard good things. I, I hear yeah. DC kills it on TV the way Marvel kills it in the theaters. They do. They absolutely do. They could they could even like capture half that lightning in a bottle for their for their movies. They'd be well off. Nice. Um so geek.com came out with like the weirdest GI Joes of all time. <laughs> and I want to like throw some of these out here and see if like you guys know any of them. Hand job. You know, Brian, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 that would be awesome. Um, so there's a guy called Captain Gridiron. Oh, the football guy. That was him? the guy with the the cinder block on a on a stick. Uh, no, he had like a hand. He was like a hand to hand combat specialist. Oh, he's not a football but, guy. But he had, he had a weapon. No, yeah, well, okay. So th- I think they had a refrigerator. Remember Refrigerator Perry from Sh- yeah, Chicago the trainer. Bay? Yeah, I think they had him. Right, they had they had him as as a GI Joe, and then I guess Captain Gridiron was the QB. He was the quarterback. Um, he was like. QB at, at West Point, but he never played in the NFL. So instead, he went to like the infantry for 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 the army. <laughs> that makes and he sense. He became a hand to hand combat specialist. <laughs> um, but it was weird because like even though he had like this huge shotgun, that was like his thing. Um, 
but yeah, he was, uh, his thing was like, he would throw like these football sized grenades. <laughs> of course. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty weird one. Then it was altitude. Um, never heard of him. Yeah. He was like, and thank God, like his name wasn't like altitude. It was just, <laughs> it was like altitude was like his actual nickname. Um, he was like the, uh, obviously like he was like the paratrooper or whatever. Um, so he was cool. And his like claim to fame was that he was, a, he was like good at drawing. Uh, uh, he would like, he would like float down and like make like a photographic, he had like a photographic memory. So he would like make like a photographic image of like the ground, like, and then like pencils, like pencil sketches as he was like floating down. So he's like good for, for, he's like a for, human for, like, recon. I yeah. Think. Okay. Uh, his, his, his hand yeah. sketches are definitely better than a high resolution image from a well, YouTube. Well, I mean, yeah, even an eight, <laughs> like the eighties, I feel like they had like some kind of like, you know, photographic technology, like even a Kodak, you know, like, right. <laughs> instamatic. Um, then there was bullhorn, the intervention specialist. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So he like, he literally had a bullhorn. Like he was like, go in and like, try to like negotiate, you know? But then like, he also had this like long, super crazy, like sniper rifle. So like I guess if like Negoti- the negotiations break down, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's taking them out with the, the with the goddamn sniper rifle. Uh, I have I have a plan B if negotiations fail. <laughs> wow. So this this guy, the next guy, I actually had him, and I had the other guy. Um, so there was a guy named Muskrat, and then not to be mistaken by with Tunnel Rat. I had Tonal Rat, yeah. I, I had yeah. Tonal Rat for sure, and I had Muskrat. Muskrat was like the swamp fighter, and like his weapon was like a shotgun and a machete, so that he could like you know obviously like cut through the swamp. You know, like every <laughs> Jejo episode where they were like in the like there was somebody with a machete. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so yeah, Muskrat was pretty cool. I mean, he he had he came with a swamp skimmer, which was like a boogie board. <laughs> what is it <laughs> is weird too like are you boogie boarding in the swamp i i, I don't know what a tunnel rat do? <laughs> tunnel rat would like dig like he would like go and like come out on the other side of enemy lines like through like tunnel like holes so he had a shovel it, what was what was i think super racist was i think he was like asian <laughs> oh no yeah, i think he was like and, vietnamese yeah yeah he was like a vietnamese guy like you know like they say like the vietnamese were like in like these tunnels or whatever yes oh like, my god yeah he, <laughs> that was pretty racist <laughs> um then there was Sci-Fi, the laser trooper. Oh, I love the green dude. I yeah, loved him. He man. was like neon green and he had like like beam like beam weapon or whatever, which looked like it looked exactly like a flamethrower, but it was just like a laser rifle. Yeah. It like it like had like a cord that went to his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Then there was Mace, M A C E. I remember, so I remember like, any of these. Which is hilarious. Like, okay, I never had him, but like, if you look at the picture, if you look him up, he looks like a blonde Jay Leno, like his picture. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, he looks exactly like a blonde Jay Leno, but then like, he, they ha- like, his face is so funny. He's like squinting. He's like, yeah, yeah, hey, that's pretty funny. Like, like, a blonde. And then, but then like, they had like this badass helmet that he put on, and he's supposed to be an undercover operative. But, like, he comes with, like, this, like, shoulder, like, rocket launcher, bazooka or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. I guess he gets like, caught. All these guys have, like, backup plans in case their primary approach fails. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Okay, so this one was the, the the most racist one that I saw. I didn't even know about this guy, but, like, it's it's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so his name is DJ, D-E-E, 
space J A Y. Can you possibly maybe guess his ethnicity? Uh, probably Irish. <laughs> so he's definitely black, and he's definitely the calm tech trooper. And so because he has something to do with communications and like sound, he's DJ, like the DJ and he's black. And then they give him a pink gun. <laughs> what? Like, so he's got to be flamboyant and have a pink gun. Cause he's black. I, I, I don't know. You said didn't give him like a ghetto blaster. Yeah. I was like thinking yeah, like he has, stone. yeah. Do you have like a boom box that he carried around? Like, <laughs> Oh man. I don't know. And then like a, it was <laughs> a piece of cardboard with some graffiti on it that he used to break dance on or something. Yeah, that would be a, the, the, he has the boogie board that he, he break dances with. No, the the ice cream soldier. Did you, no, did you hear about, <laughs> so there, no, there wasn't a, such a character. Yes. What? So okay, I'll just read you the thing. It says, if you're a wrestling fan, you might be familiar with Pennsylvania-based indie promotion Chikara. That company has a pair of masked luchadors named El Hijo and Ice Cream and Ice Cream Junior. No, El Hijo de Ice Cream and Ice Cream Junior that work as a frozen dessert gimmick. Oh my god. Um, so G.I. Joe, maybe they codenamed Ice Cream Soldier to be similar. Wrong. He's a heavily armored dude that carries a flamethrower around because everybody loves the flaming ice cream you could get at a strip mall Japanese restaurant. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't know. He was like a flamethrower toting like badass. He looks sort of like a gears, uh, a gear. Weird. Um, he's like totally like, like armored up, but he has a flamethrower and his name was Ice Cream Soldier. These were released. Was that was that in Japan or something though? Only or no. These were like U.S. releases. Um, that I actually, I think I believe I ha- either I had this guy or my friend had this guy, but I totally remember him. His name was Chuckles. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, blonde guy with like a Hawaiian shirt. Looked like sort of like Guile, but like with a Hawaiian shirt. What was Chuckles' um, claim to fame? He, I think he was the uh, like, sort of like the undercut. Like he was like the face kind of guy from A Team. Like the like the spook, you know, like the CIA type right, kind of guy. Right. You know what I mean? Um, he's, he's, he's like all, he, he has like a, a, a Hawaiian shirt on and like a shoulder holster with like, just like a Beretta, like, you know, with like a handgun. So I think he, he was like the, the CIA operative in GI Joe. Oh my God. Um, then there was hardball who, who of course wore a baseball hat and his, like his like weapon was like the, the, like, the, the like grenade launcher. So like, he was like launching like baseball grenades, basically, you know, the thing that's like, thump, thump, thump with like yeah, the big yeah, the baseball sure. grenade. Oh my so God. hardball. And then last but not least, Colonel courage. Okay. What was he? A he KFC guy or something? He was also a black, black guy. And he had a, like a minigun. One of those, like the yeah. like, mi- mi- yep. minigun things like the, uh, Jesse, the body and predator. Yeah. Um, his real name was Cliff V. Mewitt, and he was designated as administrative strategist. But for some reason, came, that came with a minigun. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Colonel Courage. That was his. That, that was, so those were some of the weirdest G.I. Joe's that uh, ever came out. Wow. Yeah. Th- Maybe those you want to go on eBay and buy all these. Obviously, but I, I definitely want Ice Cream Soldier. That He sounds like a <laughs> hero for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think that that does it for my news. Speaking wow. of weird, al- weird al- alternative things, let's segue into our yeah. topic. Yeah, which is weird alternative shows, uh, mm-hmm. or at least yeah, shows that are a little bit off the beaten path and 
maybe some recommendations and where they've where they are presented and maybe how the vehicle of presentation maybe uh, will affect a show's fortunes in our in our view. Absolutely. Um, I speak, of course, of the fact that I speak, of course, of the fact that it seems like every organization is coming up with their own uh, streaming service now, proprietary streaming service, and things are pull- disappearing off of Netflix and appearing on, you know. Animal Planet, Animal Planet streaming service. That's not real, but um, so if we could address that too, that'd be cool. But um, sure, yeah. Let's let's discuss some examples, guys. Uh, motivate me. Discuss some uh, some some really cool shows that are off the beaten path that aren't mainstream. Just what comes to mind for me is like I, I'm a I'm a huge Netflix. I have Prime and I have Netflix, but I, I watch a lot more Netflix than I do Prime. Um, and I love two of my favorite shows on Netflix that I, I don't know if they're proprietary to Netflix, but they, I know I'll, I'll check it out, but I'll check it out while we talk. But like, it just seems I've never seen them anywhere before, but the two that are my favorite on there are Darknet and, um, Black Mirror. And, uh, speaking of Alison Hayslip, uh, I, I think, I believe last time she was on, we talked about one of her favorite episodes on black mirror, which is one where like you have this implant in the back called the grain in the back of your, behind your ear. And it like corresponds with like implants in your eyes. And you basically are recording everything your whole life. And you can like rewatch it in real time whenever you want. You can actually even just like sort of like flip it onto any screen that you have in your, it's like in the future, you know what I mean? Um, and like how, I mean, the show deals with like how that can cause like a lot of issues in your life, especially with like relationships and things like that. With like, you're having a fight with your wife. You can go back and like replay exactly what you said, you know, and while that, why that may not be a good idea. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, so, but yeah, I mean, those two shows to me are awesome. And, uh, I just, I just love independent programming in general because like to me, I mean, gone are the days where I'll, I'll sit down and watch any show on TV unless it's like a live sporting event that I, which I don't really watch many of anyway, but like, or it's like something that like, I really have to watch. It's either going to be DVR or I don't really watch much TV at all anyway. And I certainly am not watching like, you know, everybody loves dickhead or, you know, whatever <laughs> right, it is. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I, I just can't stand shows like that with like laugh tracks. And I mean, I love like the old cheesy eighties shows and even some 90s stuff, but like, God, just the shit that they put on TV nowadays, I feel like it's just horrible. And uh, so, like, I don't know. Th- th- those are two of my favorite shows. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still in need of motivation. I'm not a, I'm not as adventurous a TV viewer as you guys. I'll let Brian go next. So, I mean, this is really off the beaten path, and ah, it's not out yet, so it, it's all hype. But man, I could not possibly be more excited for the Grand Tour. Grand, grand tour the it's it's uh jeremy james and jesus i don't remember the replacement clarkson and all them is it the replacement for yeah uh, yeah the replacement for the bbc for top gear right right well so the three of them left top gear and top gear kind of continued and then they had yeah they had a, a a rough season uh, some people hate it. Like I, I, you know, if you enjoyed it before, still watch it. I, you know, I'm not bailing on it, but the, the, the three hosts, uh, Richard, by the way, that's his name are doing 
a, a similar show. It's it's kind of like car themed, but they're doing it's called the Grand Tour, and that's like an ancient notion of not ancient maybe it's an old notion of when you finish school when you're ready to seek out you go on this grand tour to see the world and then you decide you know what you love where you want to be what you're going to do you know you kind of like seek out what's important to you before you just like all right i'm an office drone now Hmm. and they're they're taking these amazing cars to like every unusual country in the world. And I, people joke about it. Like I would watch those three people do anything. I, it's, it's no secret. I, I, I have said like, even with our own podcast, like that is, is a model. Their chemistry is just so fun that, I mean, I, I've, I've watched James may make eggs. Wow. James and he's made it fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, he had his own show, didn't he, where he was, like, building things or something like that? Or I remember watching yeah. a couple episodes where, like, he... Or just remember one where he, like, was at some town where they made, like, the longest model train or something like that. And even that was interesting. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Those guys are those guys are good. I can't imagine a, a, a more alt show because it's it's totally about nothing. You know, you have no idea what they're going to do. Like, yeah, they're going to race some cars, but what's going to come up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm I, a fan of Prime, but as soon as Amazon Prime announced that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm absolutely going to scribe for this. There's no question on my mind anymore. Like, I still hem and haw about Netflix, Prime, I'm done for, like, forever now. And especially with some of the cars, I think what some people didn't like about the BBC was it's hard for a network to say this Ford sucks by this Porsche instead. Amazon doesn't give a shit what you do. Mm. So they can they can really it's it's not commercial. I mean it is commercial because you pay for it, but beyond that, it's not commercialized. Like you don't have to worry about like gosh, I'm enjoying this Pepsi. <laughs> like I think that's one of the biggest benefits of subscribing to a surf uh, service is not having to deal with that like fake shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it like that Jeremy Clarkson is the tall guy, right? Yeah. Didn't he like fight his producers or beat up his producer and, they, and then he got fired. And then like, I think the other guys contracts were ending anyway. So they're like, all right, well, if you're going to fire him, we're leaving, you know, we're not going to renew our contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he's done a lot of like zany shit and he was kind of put on on notice and the last thing was like he he did pop a guy in the nose mm. some people think like he kind of had a little bit of reason to do it and some people kind of think like people deserve to get popped in the nose sometimes mm-hmm. but the you know the BBC was like look you were on sketchy ground to begin with and you hit an employee we can't have that so you're done yeah no no i'm not like i'm not berating him at all i i, I think i think he's hilarious um but uh yeah speaking of bad tv shows didn't they tap um what was that guy uh joey from friends wasn't he on top gear after that didn't they get him to try to like revive that show or something they did uh i think his real name is joey lawrence right yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> i didn't watch friends 
No, 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 not what am I? What am I saying? That's gibberish. It's Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, Joey Lawrence is from uh, Blossom, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that came from. Yeah. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc and what's Captain America's name? Chris Pine? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. So Chris Evans, but not that one. Mm, there, there's a Chris Evans that's famous in the UK. Oh yeah, yeah. He's married to uh, an actress. I can't remember who, who he's married to, but yeah. They had horrible chemistry. Like the two of them, I don't think got along. And Evans has actually like quit since then. So now I guess uh, Joey's fronting it. So we'll see what the second season without them is like. But the first one was kind of yeah, yeah. Chris Evans was married to. Billy Piper, who was Rose on Doctor Who. Right, right, okay. Ro- Rose, the companion, the, the first companion in the reboot, the 2005 reboot. But that show just, uh, not, not Doctor Who, but, <laughs> but but Top Gear just hasn't really caught on again, has it? I mean, I, I've, I've seen the LeBlanc episodes. I don't know. Without the, without the cast, it just doesn't seem. I think if you're really into cars, it's fine. But I mean, like, like I, like I've said, like I do say those three are just magical and that magic is absolutely gone without them. So, I mean, some people just like fucked Top Gear on bailing and, and never even gave it a chance. Like I, I like Top Gear, so I gave it a chance. It was, it was definitely not the same product. It was, it was definitely lesser. Yeah. But yeah, there's still hope for it. I mean, there's nothing else on Monday night. <laughs> well, because because well, people love Top Gear. Not, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you like cars, great. But no one, I, I didn't watch it for the cars. I mean, I just like to watch the stupid shit that they did to each other. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like their chemistry. You can't, you can't like create that. Like that's just happens. You, you cannot have script you that. Even yeah. they can't script that. Right. Oh my god! And there, I mean, everything about the Grand Tour looks like genius. Like they, they have insane budgets they they are not being held back at all like there's no political correctedness there's no you know like well the sponsors don't want you to you know like there's none of that they just it i'm really super excited about it and i love the concept like i really want to see all these other countries that you know i'll never go to or whatever that was my favorite part of of top gear was like the vietnam special the chilean special you know all that stuff is it um is it similar to that um ricky gervais idiot abroad type show is it like sort of similar to that or is it like grand tour or did you did you not watch that show no i mean i've seen ricky gervais but grand tour is not out yet so like no one has any idea gotcha so i i don't want to can't answer i i assume it's going to be yeah it's going to be them you know driving whatever fancy car or beater car or whatever through scenery and towns and interacting. So, well, you you know, you bring up a a good point about the, um, the, uh, the budgets, right? It seems like these independent streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, um, they have like the traditional studios pretty scared. I mean, the amount of money that they're throwing at these shows are crazy, crazy money. Like they're, 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 like to produce their own content, they're, they're putting billions and billions of dollars into like just throwing money at people to, to produce shows for them. And, uh, it's got like the networks. Uh, uh, I read an article a couple weeks ago and it just, this just came to mind. I didn't like put, put two and two together, but like, it's pretty funny how now they are the 
sort of driving force of, of, you know, creating new things, you know, whereas before they started off as like just sort of licensing and passing off other people's content. And they've gone within like the last 10 years to becoming the driver of like of good content now. Yeah, I think the the this the streaming service greed that we saw like you know now cbs wants their own and abc wants their own and tom was joking like you know history channel animal planet blah 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 want their own like by pulling all that content these guys had to do something and they came out with a great answer but let me ask you guys something because then that brings it around to the show i wanted to discuss which is not it's just hardly an indie show but because I'm not as adventurous a TV viewer as you, I don't really have any examples uh, at hand to use. Um, but the new show, Star Trek Discovery, which is supposed to debut next year, I think around May or March or some sometime, it's, I, I'm still not really clear. Is it going to be only on that CBS all access streaming service that I pay as much for as I pay for Netflix, basically? Or am I going to be able to watch on TV too? I think what CBS All Access does right now is is basically like timed exclusivity. You know, you can watch all the new episodes right away if you're All Access. And if not, I think it's like a week or two late. Okay. I, I, I don't know for sure that that's what they're going to do, but I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine so many people. First off, I don't think people really think it's going to be all that great of a show, do they? I don't know. Like, Star Trek people aren't all that excited about it. I mean, I really just want Next Generation to keep going. I mean, if I had my wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, like, I mean, this is a much smaller scale, obviously, but the Will Wheaton tabletop show is now on that. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, is going to be on that Alpha Network, which is a pay streaming service. So, Tabletop, which was a free show that you could just go on YouTube and watch, now is going to be behind a paywall. Um, but I think they're doing something similar to that where you can watch it after a certain amount of time. You can, those shows will then be put on, you know, a, a free platform. I think they're saying like six months exclusivity. So it's yeah. similar, but in my opinion, like quite a bit worse, especially for like, I don't know, tabletop games. Six months is a damn long time. It is right, but it isn't. Oh, well for board games it is because like by the time, well, see, the thing is, though, I don't know that he see before. I don't think it would have made it, it didn't really make that big of a difference. I don't think because you can like those games that he played were games that have been out forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that it's become like a big hit now, like the the, the publishers are wanting them to like debut those shows. The years are like pretty quick, you know, within a short time frame of their games coming out, because really the window for a board game is only about six months to to catch fire sell and then pretty much after that you don't get a lot of sales you know for for a yeah. while until you know until the game you know game goes out of print then it becomes you know there's a lot more demand for it and then they'll do a reprint usually but like yeah i mean that's 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 six months. and that six months might be entirely exclusive yeah yeah that might have killed the show it mean, sucks different topic i feel but i i'm actually I mean, I, I, not excited, but like tense to see how that plays out. Because you're right, it, it might have killed the show. Which sucks, because it's a good show. I, mean, yeah. I don't think anybody's excited about that. Like, I don't think Will's like, that was the best idea ever! Like, I, I, I think that got out of hand. And Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think the opposite. I mean, he posted on his Tumblr some pretty negative, like a negative comment. Pretty, like a, 
I don't know. I, I like guess basically, like it's out of my hands. Yeah, like a chaotic neutral comment. I guess <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> I think he, I don't think he, you know, he didn't want to like say anything bad, or he probably is contractually obligated not to say anything bad. Yeah, but he basically was just like, yeah, I, I just better not say anything. You know what I mean? It's yeah, out of my hands. Because I mean, that's I, I know for sure. If I'm not gonna, if I'm not paying for Star Trek, I'm not paying for tabletop. That's right. For sure. yeah. And I, I mean, you can look, fucking, look fucking behind me and see how many board games I have. And I'm still not going to pay for tabletop. That's the, that's the thing that I don't understand about hiding your, your programming like this. Star Trek is like, a, has the cachet that it might lure some people in, but the show has to be so good that I want to watch it early. You know, not, not, this isn't the only outlet for it. I just have to be patient and wait for it. Or I have to pay to, for your streaming service. And if like the CBS one was $2 a month or something. Okay. But they're charging the same uh, amount as like Netflix or Hulu, who I feel have a much larger, a much broader way of programming. Now these, yeah. ne- these people are trying to take their programming back, I guess, which narrows the offerings by, by their competitor. But I just, I just feel locked into CBS. I just feel locked into BBC and each channel doesn't have enough to warrant $10 a month to me. Well, BBC, I can sort of understand because BBC has a ton of content. I mean, just freaking Doctor Who alone and how many episodes, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, BBC has a ton of like they they've over the years have produced so many movies on their own. So many, so many because they're like a different animal. They're like a public sort of channel and they spend a lot of money and give a lot of money to independent people to make shows and and movies and stuff like that. Mm. So they have a ton of content. So I can sort of understand BBC, um, but like just i mean i don't know even cbs i guess you could argue that i mean if they if they only just had all their content like if every single show that's or you know tv movie or whatever that cbs produced if they put that all together i mean that would be a pretty big trove of of content but yeah i mean where does it end i mean are we gonna i'm paying 10 bucks for netflix i'm paying however much for prime 100 bucks a year Uh, you know it's I think Brian, you've made the point. It, it, it's I might as well have cable then at that point, you know. I you just ask where does it end, and I really think that's kind of where it ends because what's happening now is we'll just continue tabletop for example. Oh, tabletop sounds neat. How do I watch that? You go to YouTube. Done. And now, well, tabletop sounds neat. How do I watch that? Download the app. Subscribe. Like it's not convenient anymore even if it's only two bucks it's not convenient and the logical conclusion to a cbs app an abc app an animal planet app a pawn stars app (laughs) sooner or later someone's going to come up with the brilliant idea of we should just package some of those together and you're down to cable packages again it'll just be like an app package (sighs) to make things convenient and you're exactly where you started which is probably what the industries want yeah yeah, you're you're back to buying a bundle. I mean, I don't want the CBS app. It's in the bundle, right? It's cheaper with I, it. I actually don't want an app. I mean, like these guys. I, I doubt these people are using like exclusive technology for their video, you know, compression and streaming. So, like, if it's if it's a subscription that I can play through like a universal player anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, if my TV mm-hmm. supports a certain industry standard, and then I subscribe to your ch- <laughs> we're just, really we're just getting back to Alec. We're, we're getting back to I was gonna say Alecart cable programming, except you you still have the advantage, Brian, in that case of you control the schedule. Like you'll yeah. So, so there's at least that, but 
I, from a consumer standpoint, I think that I should be able to, my TV should be like, you know, uh, streaming, you know, s- streaming consortium compatible. So that if I tar- play $2 a month for your subscription, that should just pop up as an option on my TV. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the notion of separate apps and separate passwords, it, like it, it's super cumbersome actually. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I draw the line at like, I don't even have Hulu. I have Prime and I have Netflix. And I unfortunately still do have cable, but only because there are certain things that I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a luxury that I could do without for sure. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure at some point I will do away totally with cable. Um, but I mean, and that, and that time's coming pretty soon. But I, I can tell you for sure, I'm not going to be paying more than maybe 50 bucks a month for any content. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll pay 10 bucks for Netflix, 10 bucks, whatever it is, like eight bucks a month for prime or a hundred bucks for the year. And then maybe two or three other services. If I really like them other than that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, there's a limit to how much I'm going to spend on these stupid streaming services. And I mean, again, Star Trek is something that, that I'm keenly interested in. The only thing remotely analogous to that now is, you know, I really like rebels but I like buy the seasons on Amazon, you know, because I don't want to pay for the Disney. I don't have a Disney cable subscription and they don't make it available on a streaming service otherwise. Um, and I mean, what would it cost me to add Disney that package to my cable, you know, 10 bucks a month or something, 20, I don't know, but it's not worth it to me. Like I, it's very, it's a very low bar for me to just say not worth it. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, you might be willing to wait, you know, the four months, three months, however long it is to get it on Amazon. But I, I think a lot of people will just fucking steal it by then. That's the other thing. By not offering a value and a timely delivery, they're, they're, I feel like they're leaving money on the table when stealing is an option. Yeah. You know, I hate to beat up Grand Tour, but I guess there's no Amazon Prime in Australia. Like, it's just not available yet. And Australia's kind of got together and said, look, love the show, will support it, can't. Guess what I'm going to do? Yeah, just going to just, just, just bit torrent, you know, or whatever. Literally a country you could sell to if your infrastructure was there. Or they'll just all steal it. Why is there, why is, why is there no Prime in Australia? I mean, if you said, like, Myanmar or something, I, I guess I'd, I'd get it. But, like, Australia is a pretty big fucking country. I think Australia has like shipping only prime, but no, like, I guess they have weird copyright law or something. Like none of the shows are like, there's not the video on demand prime. Yeah. They probably got to go. Imagine they got to probably go in and renegotiate that all over again, because yeah, sure. You bought the rights for the U S but right. I mean, what a pain in the ass. Although wait a minute, let me back that out. Would it really be that much more of a pain in the ass than doing it in any other country? (laughs) I mean, I think Australia has some, like zany laws that make it more problematic, uh-huh. but not undoable. Like, and, and I think they are actually like working on it, but we'll see. No excuse. Like, just make it happen. Seriously, I don't care if it's hard. You're a billion dollar company. Yeah. What do you think, Cam? Why are they? Uh, why? Why would they leave a, a big market like that on the table? You think? You don't think Amazon? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I'm sure the infrastructure is not the not the not the not the problem. It's got to be their laws, or it's got to be some sort of. It's got to be a reason why they're not. It, it's either not cost effective for them, or it's uh, 
there's some sort of other barrier, like governmental barrier or something like that. Weird. Because how the hell? I mean, how? I mean, look, Australia is a big landmass, but it's only 20 million people, 22 million, something like that. Which, but they're I mean, also that, all that, on the shores. Yeah, I mean that's a state for Florida. Yeah, I mean for for the U.S. basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I can understand why it might be marginalized a little bit, but I I, I don't. It's 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 an English speaking country, which is huge for Netflix. I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't know why they wouldn't want to. I, I can't think of a reason why, except for those the barriers. Hmm. Weird. Because I mean, it's not like it's not like the old days where you had to like run a cable under the ocean. You know what I mean? Like they get satellite. You know what I mean? You can beam anything there. It's not like a barrier in terms of distance. So yeah. it's got to be regulation or something else. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not isolated due to yeah for, from telecom stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They have really restricted rating process, don't they? I mean, like. GTA 5 or whatever it was just absolutely banned from the country really so maybe some of the stuff that they show yeah but you'd think they'd be able to like like you they'd be able to put in filters for that pretty easily like when you the thing is Netflix is in like 130 countries right so like and it's funny because when I was in Europe like a couple uh, a month ago or a couple months ago when I logged into my Netflix there it pinged where I was and so the stuff that I could watch on my tablet on Netflix there was different than what I could watch here in the United States. So they can easily filter out. Like I could watch Doctor Who in Europe, but you can't watch Doctor Who on Netflix here in the States. <sighs> so irritating. Because Prime has it. Right. But yeah, you can watch <laughs> so Doctor funny. Who on Prime in, in the U.S. It was, it was, it was, it's so I mean, technologically, there should be no barrier whatsoever. Yeah, it's I all just it really, yeah. whoever yeah. has the license and and yeah, right. <sighs> so confusing, man. I I don't like even understand. I won't begin to understand the intricacies of uh, <laughs> who owns rights to what and for how long. It's a juggernaut, though, man. That this, these, I mean, think about where Netflix was just like ten years ago, right? Like. I mean, they were sending CDs in the mail, you know, and now, I mean, they're, they are, they are taking over the world. I, I didn't even have a Netflix subscription until you could start streaming until like they got enough programming. Then I'm like, okay, now that, like I, I couldn't be bothered with mailing and it was just, oh, too I much. totally did, man. I totally had the like three CD at a time, the three DVD at a yeah. time package or whatever. I love the coolest getting- shit. Yeah, I loved getting DVDs. That little seeing that little red envelope in the mail, and then all you had to do was just seal it back up and just leave it for the mailman to pick up. That was that was. I mean, at the time, was awesome. It was exactly what I wanted at the time. I mean, now obviously, who needs it, right? But like at the time, for sure. I felt like it was homework. Like you know, you like oh, I better watch <laughs> this. I got it. Oh my god, I got it. I got to get on this. Well, it's funny because but I it wasn't timed, that- was it? No, but that's. It, there, yeah, I think if you kept it for a certain amount of time, you ended up buying it mm. for like, uh, but it was a while, right? Oh no, I think you could just keep it, but like you, you as long as your monthly thing kept. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. of Redbox. Yeah, Redbox. After a while, I think they just charge you forty bucks, and that's it if you don't return it. But that's what I'm saying. I loved Netflix. I hate Redbox because that is homework. I fucking never yeah. return those things on time. I mean, it seems like a deal. It's like, oh, 99 cents or $1.20, whatever it is now. But, like, I end up paying fucking 20 bucks because I don't return it for, like, five, six days. 
and then I could have just got it on demand, you know, or on my computer. Oh, so they charge you late fees for not bringing it back to the box on time or something? Or They, they charge you a daily fee. Whoa. So after like four or five days, you're easily into the $10 range, you know, $8, $10 range where you could have just, I could have just got it on H, you know, HD on demand for six bucks or whatever. Hmm. And something that Redbox, I mean, maybe I'm in a populated neighborhood or something like that. I'm not standing in line for a fucking DVD. Yeah. Yeah. If there's like two people in front of me, forget it. My first experience with Redbox was a couple of years ago. I went up to visit my nieces and like we we, we're, we go to the store and like, let's get something from Redbox. And so they're like renting something and I'm just like checking out the machine. Like, cause I've never seen one before. And then if somebody clears their throat behind me, I turn around, there's like eight people waiting, like pissed off at me. I'm like, whoa. Holy <laughs> yeah, especially especially at like right around like eight or nine or whatever <laughs> the cutoff time is. Because like you have to return it by like eight or nine the next day. And at like that time, people are there trying to return that shit. And if you're just sitting there browsing, you're going to get fucking yelled at for sure. Because <laughs> like as, as soon as that clock hits that time, like you have to pay that extra day and you're like, fuck. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I mean, well, it's like the last holdout of physical DVD though, DVDs that was in. I mean, I guess Netflix will still send you one if you want. Well, listen, I mean, there's still people that fucking use dial-up, right? I mean... Are there? Why? 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 Yeah, remember I had that story where the guy got like a $30,000 bill because he was using dial-up for AOL? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And like the... the it's like the, the, like the, the phone company had switched over to some new thing and they just had... They couldn't understand that this was happening and it ended up charging him for some ridiculous amount. But like, yeah, it's... There's still people that use dial-up. Uh, I can't even imagine. There's still, still people that don't even... That don't have Facebook or that don't like, you know, have a, have a smartphone. I know... I know like two people that don't have a smartphone. My dad doesn't have one because he does... He, it's too much technology for him to... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like that they can't afford it. It's just like they just choose not to, which I, I respect that. But I'm saying there's always going to be those holdouts that... They just those don't, super late adapters they don't or like, non-adapters. They don't like change. Yeah. Ugh, God. Well, more power to him. Whatever makes him happy. Anyway, I feel like we've kind of been over this topic quite a bit. Anything else you guys want to discuss regarding kind of alternative TV or alternative shows and alternative ways of viewing those shows. No, I just do want to say though, the one thing I forgot to mention in my news was that fucking New York city comic-con had 180,000 people. Wow. This weekend, this past weekend. I can't tell if that's fun or not. That, 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 that That is not fun. Like, I don't know what their capacity is, but I don't really like super crowded cons. Well, apparently it's due to, and a lot of the cons nowadays are doing this. They are like getting these secondary venues. So like, it's not just at like the Javits Center. It's at like the Javits Center. It's at the New York City Amphitheater. There's all these like secondary places. And so they count the attendance from all of them. I know like Dragon Con has been like that for many years where there's like, it's like a whole street of different venues. Um... San Diego Comic-Con is like that now where like there's so many different venues. Like I think they even open up like the, the Padres stadium or whatever, like for part of it. So it's like the, the cons are getting so big that they're having, like they can't just fit everyone into the, the, the whatever convention hall or convention center that they have. And they have these, all these alternative venues too. Yeah. PAX is like that. It's, it has spilled out into a lot of nearby um, facilities which I think is cool because you can go here, you can go there. Like a lot of times you go to a con, like you get a four day pass. So you're going to the same fucking, you know, doing the same lap of the same convention center, you know? Whereas when you have these different venues, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, it's like you're 
attending a different con, but <laughs> I don't know. I think they really should just hold them all at the Orlando, the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, because that thing could hold that. That thing is the size of a city. Yeah, that thing's. A, that's. A big, I don't think that could behemoth. support 180. You don't think yeah, so? I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that it could. I, no, I, I honestly. Mean, like MegaCon is just confined to like one of one bay of like twelve, isn't it? Like that place is huge. Eh, like four, I think. Okay, maybe I'm. And they've got maybe it could hold that many because it's got the biggest of the four wings, and it's what eighty thousand. I think that's being a little generous. Probably like sixty. So maybe the other wings combined could hold twice. I think so. I'm I'm kind of curious what the capacity is. That place is pretty massive. Yeah, because I mean, you're—I mean, even at one hundred and eighty thousand, you're talking about forty thousand a day, right? For on a four-day con, or yeah. you know, maybe like on Saturday, you know, or maybe you get thirty, thirty, and then like fifty and fifty or something, whatever. Because obviously Saturday, Sunday, you're gonna have more than like Thursday and Friday. But uh, yeah, that place might be able to hold fifty, sixty thousand people. It's pretty humongous, but it is humongous. I mean, like, what is it? 15 20 minute walk from one end to the other so oh, you wouldn't sure. really be at the same convention for sure no but i mean that's why i'm saying if you have like a four-day pass then it makes it yeah you know you can see one section of it one day you know whatever uh i've got i have a four-day pass for star wars celebration and nice. like oh my god dude <laughs> i mean i hope you enjoy it but I, I am just way too claustrophobic for those crowds like yeah, I, not, I, I did that last year i'm, I'm dreading it a little bit like you say you did it before cam or yeah, last year I did that. I'm like dreading. I'm like dreading it a little. Was it? Was it here or was it in Anaheim last year? Oh wait, I think we're talking about something different. I'm, uh, you're talking about Star Wars days or Star Wars celebration? Star, Star Wars different? celebration. Yeah. Oh like, no, no, yeah, no, I didn't do that. I'm kind of dreading it a little bit, man, because like I'm just over like the convention crowds are just murder, man. I can't deal. I I legally, but self medicate. <laughs> <laughs> A little, little Prozac, a little... Uh... Like, everybody's there to see... Like, everybody's there to see the same thing. I get it. it, it but, like, I'm not going to stand in line to meet somebody. I, I kind of just am going to see if there's any merch or anything. A lot of my friends have the same idea. They're like, yeah, we're going to, like, go one day and then go to Disney or something. Like, that doesn't sound like a bad plan. Yeah, and I feel like all that merch you could get online anyway without the... It's exclusive cam. <laughs> oh, is it? I have no idea. Well, no, because it's like, I mean, you're going to go and watch like the, you know what I mean? It's, it's like the a con is one thing is like if you're going to see a specific like, uh, like person that's going to be there, you know what I mean? Is there, is there going to be like specific celebrities there at the, at the con? Like, is like Ray going to be there? If Daisy, whatever was going to be there. I might, <laughs> cause she's freaking amazing. I agree. But so like, I agree with, with your assessment of her cam, but why would I wait in line just to like, creep her out by shaking her hand for two seconds well, no, exactly. that's my point I, 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 I wouldn't either i mean I, I would maybe think about it for her but like anyone else like if just like if, if fucking finn was going to be there who cares you know like but like yeah like, but you know what i mean like uh, those like it's one thing if you're going to a con because you really want to get a photo op with someone or you really want to get a, a signature or you just want to go and like take place and see the panels or the cosplay or whatever artist alley but like, I feel like for a Star Wars con, I'm not going to, I don't want to go and watch like Star Troopers, like singing and dancing, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. Usually they announce like new stuff at these, at these things. Like, ex- yeah, but it'll be online in 10 minutes. I say the magic of the internet. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's true. I don't know. I guess being there with the crowd, like, 
I, I'm good with crowds like to a point. I really like like the the live energy and you know the camaraderie and everything. But there is the, there's like a sardine threshold where it, it's just too much. And and anything big like that, like we used to talk all the time, like oh my god, wouldn't it be cool to go to E3? Yeah, not that's, really. No, not anymore. That's, that's San Diego Comic Con. Forget it. Yeah, New York. Funny. No way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's funny that you guys say that because I'm, and we should do this as another topic, but or for another show. But the, and I don't know if you remember in Ready Player One, uh, where he was talking about how he moved into this apartment that used to be a hotel, and like there are no really like the inference was like there are no hotels anymore because no one travels no one anymore. Travels. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, we should do a show on like whether or not like how you know is that going to happen, and if so, like how far away are we from that? Uh, not, not close enough in my view. <laughs> you know, Chris was Chris, uh, who's who does our video stuff for listeners who don't know for for NorthTrafficGames.com. Check it out. Was telling me that there was a huge like deal about that like, you could attend the the second presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in VR. And Chris mm-hmm. is like, why the hell would anybody do that? And I was like, well, you know, so so it's like you're there. He's like, yeah, but why the hell would anyone do that? But like. I could see. I understood his point. Like he would, like he would never attend something like that in VR. But you can kind of, you can kind of be at Star Wars Celebration without being a Star Wars Celebration, and that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't watch it on TV, let alone attend in real life. Oh, <laughs> so so attending in VR is, is not. Oh, the, the, the debate. The debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no Star Wars. Day, that would be awesome like I, I that would be something that i could if i could just like hook up to my rig and just be there for a couple hours or and walk right. around and check it out and not have to worry about bumping into anyone that would be awesome yeah if i if but i could like, star in if i or if i if i could like attend like a, a panel with george lucas or some crap yeah i would lo- i would yeah. happily do that but like drive to orlando or wherever it is fly to wherever it is get a hotel room go park wait in line to get into wherever it is you know, it just it makes me tired just thinking about it. Man, traveling like they're doing everything they can to make us not want to travel. So, like everything's coming together. The technology's coming together. Traveling is becoming just absolutely miserable. I, I'm getting to the point where I hate airline travel. Like I do it semi frequently, and it's just like I actually like my my utter disdain for the experience <laughs> actually prompted me to upgrade to first class the past few flights. I just couldn't deal like the Are notion. Like uh, my luggage getting lost by American on my flight to Europe where I was going to propose to my girlfriend, which <laughs> fucking was crazy. Then, I mean, thank God I, the ring wasn't in my luggage, but still like my, all my clothes, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to wear the same fucking clothes to put in the pictures that I flew in there. You know? the, um, and then I got caught in that Delta debacle. Oh God. I was surprised. Where, the, where everything went down. I was TSA didn't confiscate your ring too. Like just to add it. God. Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm always randomly checked for sure. <laughs> with my last name. That always happens. For sure. Actually, you know something? I've been randomly checked more than most people I know. And until I got my DNA test, I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, now I get it. <laughs> it's, they, 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 they knew before you did. Yeah. <sighs> I wish I could joke, but I've never been. Tested. Oh, what a shot. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The friggin' infidel. <laughs> Oh man! You mean Brian Reed? Isn't a <laughs> isn't a name that pops up red flags? 
Nope. <laughs> I didn't think like Mainville was an exotic name, but I think that they have a DNA scanner too. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's, we got some markers here. Let's. Yeah. That thing where you go and like hold yeah. your hands up and they like blow on you. That's what they're collecting DNA from. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got some, uh, he has the sands of Arabia in his blood. Let's. He's, let's... He, he's a Bedouin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. He's from the wrong side of the Mediterranean. By the way, just to bring it all back to the alternative TV shows, that Black Mirror episode that I was talking about that Alan ha- that Ali Hayslip liked so much was um, they had a really interesting part of it was that the guy went to take a flight and they were like, OK, at like at the like TSA or whatever check in. They're like, show me the last week of your life. And they just like watched it like in 64 <laughs> oh in like God. 64 X, like, you know, like 64 X speed. And they just watched it and scroll through, make sure he wasn't like stuffing a bomb or something down his pants before he came to the airport. And they're like, okay, go wow. ahead. I mean, he went through like a detector or whatever, but like they just did that and like made sure that in the last week he wasn't doing anything crazy. Wow. So you're like, your whole life is just subject to review. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yes. Yeah, That's where the world's going though. Welcome to the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we'll be safe. Well, if we have our VR rigs, we won't have to travel. So, whatever, right? Yeah, we, we will be safe, Brian. We will be we'll be safe. The little ones will be safe. <laughs> I, safe I, I just want, like, for the few times I do travel, I want a self-driving car. I don't want people to be allowed to drive anymore because people are morons. And I don't really want to have to interact <laughs> in most cases. Yeah. And I don't want to travel. Like, thank you. Thank you for making every, the world suck. Now I just want to be a VR drone. You want to be like, uh, what's his name? Perzival. Just spray paint your windows and you stay in your cube for six months straight and just have shit delivered to your house yeah. through a through a titanium door. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that's 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 my life. That's my that's yeah. the life I, I envision for myself. <laughs> Listen, I, I I'm right there with you. I, I want a cabin in the woods where no one will bother me with my own water source, solar power, off the grid. Right. Play board games right like i i mean i think this would be better for the environment too less fossil fuel use everybody's more or less stationary the telecommunications right. are fine so you can still communicate <sighs> we should do the show writes itself we should do <laughs> next week's episode let's yeah let's do it like uh, t- uh together apart or something we'll call it yeah. <laughs> all alone together something like that <laughs> Se- separate but equal yeah separate but i hate you i don't know <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. I think we got a show in the bag then. And I will remind our listeners that, uh, hold on. I I always, I I can't tell if you're more witty than I am, Cam, or like, I, my going. He's used to public speaking. Oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say maybe my going first primes the pump for you to do something cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking of, I have more time to think about it. That's all. (laughs) Anyway. Speaking of priming the pump, (laughs) you don't need an Amazon Prime or any other paid subscription to check our show out on a regular basis. And we invite you to do so on any of the services on which we are offered. That would be iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Fire up your dial-up modem and check us out at nerdstravaganza.com. Uh, we 
which is our amazing new website, even upgraded this week by Tom. Thanks for that, Tom. <laughs> uh, you don't even have to mail in any DVDs. All you have to do to check out our episodes, all you got to do is head on over to YouTube, check out this and all of our previous episodes, and shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what you thought of our alternative network episode. And with all that said, Brian, I'm sorry I'm over here streaming and I didn't have time to turn it over to you to take us away. And on that bombshell, good night, everybody. (laughs)